Hey, Real Lifers, thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm so excited to be bringing you a series of short podcasts over Christmas break that remind us of the story of real life, the vision of real life, the mission of real life, the strategy of real life, and the values of real life. I hope this is a meaningful podcast series for you, that it it serves as a little bit of a, a reacclimation, a little bit of a recalibration as you move into the new year about who we are at real life and how you can participate. Church plants can be confusing for people. And why is that? Well, church plants are unique in that they attract all kinds of people with all kinds of ideas. They attract, sometimes they attract people with agendas. I remember one church planting coach telling me, don't install elders for five years. And I remember thinking, what? Five years? I'm going to need a lot more help uh, than, you know, in sooner than five years. Why wait five years? And I remember him saying, he said, well, people are attracted to church plants and they have their own agendas. They're hungry for power. They couldn't get, they couldn't get it in their, their church and they come to your new church thinking that's where they can get it. And he says, you've got to get, give time for people to realize, okay, this church plant is not a platform for my agenda. Okay, this church plant is not a platform for me to get the power that I've always wanted. And uh, now at Real Life, we've installed elders before that. But it's just interesting that best practices in the church plant world say don't install elders for, for five years. And uh, we've been super blessed at Real Life um, to have godly men lean in, support, and uh, partner uh, with us, one of the so one of the reasons that that church plants can feel uh, very mobile uh, is that is that many people are just coming to check things out, and people are looking for different things. Sometimes people are looking for a church that scratches all of their itches, and oftentimes real life isn't that. Um, real life is is a missionary endeavor. So if people are coming into a church plant with a consumeristic mentality. And they want the church to be this for them and be that for them and do this for them. Um, they hear a very different message because our message is, hey, roll up your sleeves. We're a band of missionary-like thinkers here seeking to reach our community. A lot of people want to come to be served. They don't want to come into a church plant to roll up their sleeves and sacrifice and serve. So in the first few years of a church plant, things can be uh, very mobile. People coming in and out, in and out. Uh, things aren't what they hope they are. Things aren't what they think they might be. When in reality, real life belongs to Jesus. It's the work of Jesus. And Jesus is drawing all the people that need to be a part of this missionary endeavor together. The beauty is that those that lean in with a missionary heart as we stabilize and as we mature, as we become a family, there's just such a rewarding experience in the process. Um, so I just want to say thank you to you. So many of you have given so much time. You've given so much expertise. You've given so much service. You've given so much money. And real life would not be what it is today without you thinking like a missionary and making missionary-like sacrifices to become what we are. It's my prayer that we will never lose that missionary fervor. It's my prayer that we don't move into a building and become kind of a consumeristic, inward focus, it's all about us kind of a church, but we will always be thinking about our neighbors. We'll always be thinking about our neighborhoods. We'll always be thinking about our community. We'll understand that, that we are on mission with Jesus. 
We've talked about vision. Today, we're going to talk about our mission. Vision is what we want to become, and our mission and our strategy is what we do in order to become. So again, let me say that again. Our vision is what we want to become. In last podcast, I stated that we want to become a flourishing people in a multiplying movement. If you didn't get to listen to that podcast, go back, listen to that one. That's what we want to become. Well, how are we going to become that? Well, we become that by living the mission, by implementing the strategy. So our mission and our strategy is what we do. Our vision is what we become. And our mission at Real Life is simply stated as delighting in God and discipling others. It's a little bit of our take on it. It's a little bit of kind of our language. When in reality, every church belongs to Jesus and every church has the same mission given by Jesus in Matthew 28 when he told his disciples to go and make disciples of all nations teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and surely I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So we don't really get to choose our mission, not if we belong to Jesus. We get to receive our mission. We are commissioned by Jesus in his world, in his universe. And the the mission that Jesus gave us is to make disciples. Lots of churches say that in different ways, and I think that that's great, Uh, adopting your own language to capture the heartbeat of Jesus. But the essence of every church's mission on the planet is to make disciples. Uh, Jesus defines the essence of discipleship in Matthew 28 when he gives it to his disciples, when he says, teaching them to observe. What does that mean? That means knowing God's word and obeying God's word, teaching them to observe. That's why at Real Life, we have the rhythm of preaching God's Word on Sunday morning and applying God's Word in community groups during the week. We teach God's Word on Sunday morning, and then we go into groups during the week to say, okay, how are we going to observe God's words? It really is the essence of discipleship. So we've created this rhythm at Real Life of we preach God's Word, we teach God's Word on Sunday morning, and then we go into a community group to say, okay, how are we going to observe God's Word uh, in our daily lives? It's the essence of discipleship, that rhythm. Jesus said, go make disciples, teaching them to observe. So he introduces the idea of discipleship, and then he defines the idea, teaching them to observe. The essence of disciples, learner. So we posture ourselves under the, under the great Yoda, under, the great, um, under, our, under our great leader, under our great rabbi, under our great teacher, the Lord Jesus. And we seek to follow him. Uh, one of the unique pieces of our mission is our language delighting in God. And, and we use that language because so many people have not yet thought about a relationship with God in those terms, even though it's saturated all through the scripture. And so what we want to bring into this disciple-making process is that the reason that we want to grow as disciples is because we love God. It's because we found him to be so wonderful. It's because we treasure him. It's because we delight in him. It's because we've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. It's because we've uh, we've realized that he is the fountain of living waters. It's because we have feasted upon the bread of life. In other words, discipleship can become really mechanical if you don't have the relationship with God. In other words, the Bible can be studied as a textbook. And we want to push against that. We don't want to just know what God's word says. We want to know and enjoy God. I think that's the goal of discipleship is becoming like Jesus because we love Jesus. The first and greatest commandment that Jesus gave 
is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So when we say our mission is delighting in God and discipling others, what we're saying is loving God, enjoying God, treasuring God, cherishing God, knowing and enjoying Him in a relationship. You could use a wide variety of words. It's just like pull out the thesaurus, right, to see what is it that that we're seeking to do here. Well, We're seeking to be in a relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ, His death and resurrection. We believe, we put our faith in Jesus, we turn from our sin, we enter into a relationship with God, and then we spend all of our days delighting in Him. So we want to do that as a church corporately, and we want to, we want to equip you to do that individually with Him. So as you look toward uh, 2024, I want to encourage you to think about the mission of our church, delighting in God and discipling others. As you think about the mission of our church being delighting in God and discipling others, essentially discipling others is helping someone else delight in God. It's that simple. Uh, I love what the scriptures tell us. Psalm 16, verse 11 says, You have made known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In other words, the Christian life is not fundamentally intended to be lived out as duty, but rather it's delight. It's in God's presence is fullness of joy. Indeed, Psalm 37, 4, the psalmist says, Delight yourself in the Lord. So we use this language as our mission, delighting in God and discipling others to invite people into a life-giving, rewarding, deeply enjoying, and satisfying relationship with God. I love the way John Piper says it. He says, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in Him. So how do you get satisfied in God? Well, you slow down, you be still, you fix your eyes on Jesus, you read His Word, you draw near to Him in prayer, in His presence, and you taste and see that He's good. You cultivate a relationship with God, trusting that he wants to be your your greatest friend, that he wants to be your perfect father, that, that God himself, not in what he gives you, but in himself, he satisfies your deepest longings. So in 2024, you've got a massive invitation from God himself. It's to draw near to God and to find that he is totally satisfying for your soul. This is so empowering because when your soul is satisfied in God, you don't go into other relationships needy. You go into other relationships empowered to give, empowered to serve. You, you, you're investing in other relationships out of the overflow of your relationship with God. So you can see how when you forsake delighting in God, you begin to try to suck out of other people and other things and other adventures. You begin to try to find satisfaction in those things, and they can never provide it. So I want to encourage you, church, lean into the mission of real life in 2024 of delighting in God and discipling others. Go deep in your relationship with God. Come prepared on Sunday morning to worship Him and to delight in Him so that every time you bump into somebody in your community group or a neighbor, um, that, that you're prepared to offer them something. You're prepared to help them delight in God. It's my hope that you'll find intentional ways to disciple others, whether it's your family, whether it's your friend or your coworker, whether it's your community group facilitating a community group or hosting a community group, that you'll find ways to disciple others in 2024. I'm so thankful that Jesus didn't say, go figure out your mission. (laughs) I'm so thankful that Jesus didn't say, come up with a fancy mission. I'm so thankful that Jesus gave his church a mission. The way we word it is delighting in God and discipling others. May the Lord help us implement the great mission of God in 2024. 